This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! All right, Bob, cut it. Let's go ahead and turn it on down. Let's get back, <laughs> right back into it. Now, <laughs> let me just say this. Not only was I there, but I was one of the biggest fans of bringing Scott back. You know why? Because in my heart, I knew that we were going to get back to doing what he said in his first press conference. If I've got it if you liked it. I don't want to play it now, but I've got it. We've got it loaded. That we were going to get back to being a physical football team. We were going to get back to being the things that made us Nebraska. I didn't say that. Coach Frost said that. I was excited about that. I was very, very excited about it. But that's not what we got. That's not what practice looked like. What is everybody that's been on this show from the 70s all the way from the Coach Osborne was there in the 60s, what did they all have in common when we spoke about practice? They all have in common. How tough it was, right? Yeah. They, they, if Miles Farmers just told you we ain't tackled in four years, would you what, Huh? So are you being tough in practice? You tell me why some music should be played at practice and, and on any level. Could you do it over music? Not as effectively, no. Especially over if Tupac. If you was teaching your son math, could you teach him with the music blaring in the background? I don't think so. Distracted. So then why would we do it? And then say that that was stuff that we did. It wasn't. There was things that Coach Frost and that staff did that was not Nebraska football. I, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I, I, I kind of wonder how many, how many, um, how many schools listen to that type of music when they practice. It's, I'm just saying because there might got, be some. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not some out there that do it, and maybe they've learned how to do that and adjust, right? And they've been playing high football. But I'm gonna tell you, a team that listens to music at practice is not a championship team. I refuse to think that Georgia was listening to music at practice. I refuse to think that Alabama and Nick Saban is listening to Lil Wayne at practice. I refuse to think that. I refuse. Which Lil Wayne? Any of them. <laughs> Carter, one, two, three, four, five. Tom, you're on the air. You're on the captain show. What say you? Yeah, uh, comments regarding culture and you know, your, your conversation about culture. I think culture is something that you can be required to conform to. For example, Scott was at Stanford for two years, right? Then he came back to Nebraska. And as I recall, or stories I've heard told, he was required to conform to the culture, but did he ever embrace it? Mm. You know, you can talk the talk and you can walk the walk. Wow. So I guess, that's and wow. another story. This is a, a relative of mine. There was a kid that grew up when Frost was growing up, and said that you know when they would want to do things like kids in the neighborhood used to do things, it, it, it always seemed like you know Scott wanted to do what Scott wanted to do. It wasn't like 
if most of the kids want to do this, Scott didn't want to do that. So, you know, I'm not, you know, and, and this person said when Frost was hired, he goes, I don't think this is going to work out. Now, hindsight's always 2020. Mm-hmm. But again, do you conform to the culture or do you embrace it? That's all I'll say, and I'll let you guys uh, discuss from here. Thank you. Oh, Tom, thank you. Yeah, that was a good, good answer. Do you, did you conform to the culture or did you embrace it? When you conform, did you embrace that conformity of the culture? I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily. I mean, wow. Did he ever conform to the culture of Nebraska football? Hmm. I got you thinking now, though. Man, my cap is on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Seriously, <laughs> I, dude. That 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 is a great statement. I think it's a statement that you guys ask yourself about him, and you come up with your own conclusion. I know what mine is. Hmm. I, I mean, I, again, I'm not talking. 2021 or 2022 we're talking 2018 that's when it started okay when 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 we didn't start tackling when we stopped well we wasn't tackling with rally we didn't tackle with callahan really they had their their share they had like tackling consultants come in and try to change the tackling style from year why though a safer way of tackling i think bruh this is football guess what's gonna happen at every game that's happening this weekend at least one person going to get hurt. I guarantee it. I don't care what they put on. Somebody's going to get hurt playing football because it's a physical sport. And he who is fastest, he who is strongest, he who knows what he's doing, he who has the best agility, most of the times if you got a team full of those guys, you're going to win. That's what we had, Terrell. We had a team full of athletes that specialize in the position not necessarily what we came in as. But we had to learn in order to play at Nebraska, if you didn't know what you're doing, you were not going to play at Nebraska. Now, some would say I made my share of mistakes. You know what? I did, but guess how I made it? Going fast. You never could tell because if I if I made a if I blew my assignment and and, and didn't necessarily go the right way and get the right guy. I'm going to get some guy. He's not making the play. I don't care if you ain't my guy. You're not going to make the play. So when we get back to having 11 athletes playing specialized positions, that's when we get back to winning, Terrell. And, and I think you played because VJ was kind of he – got, he got big. When he started working with them linemen, he got scary. He started looking scary. Oh, like, man, he, he was like – like, like he was intimidating just looking at it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, but you know what? I used to, used to want to go golfing. The reason why I don't like golfing is because of that. Because I was so big that when I tried to swing, I had nothing. I, couldn't even, <laughs> I, could, I could only get to here. And, and it just was it was so un, it was so uncomfortable. You know, I never got back here. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was always just to here. So it was uncomfortable for me to golf. And I was like, so, you know what I'm saying? It's I, like Charles Barkley swing. <laughs> Only because, listen, and we're talking natural because I worked out with the linemen. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted it. I wanted to play. If you go to Nebraska and, and back in that day, most of the times you were going to ride the pine for two years unless you was like Terrell Farley. And you got to think, Terrell Farley didn't ride the pine for two years. He went to JUCO. I don't think if Terrell Farley – came and you can speak to this Terrell if Terrell came to Nebraska as a freshman that he would have been starting that linebacker I can tell you he wouldn't have because you had a guy named Ed Stewart who's all-american and that play safety that came down to play middle linebacker 
you had Mike Anderson. You had back in that day, you had the, they had a bigger, bulkier oh, yeah. guy. So I'm saying in in that day, it was more running going on in those late '90s. Now, Terrell, do you think as a true freshman when you came out in the great year of 1993, you could have started at Nebraska? I wouldn't have came here. <laughs> if I, if I, hey, look, <laughs> I, only reason I came, I knew I had a chance to play. I mean, that's what you look for when you're getting recruited. Mm. I mean, you look for. I said as a the, freshman. I mean. Freshman. Probably special teams. I don't know. I probably would have took a red shirt most likely, but, you right. know, to get bigger. So, you yeah. know, but I think probably in 94, they would have probably had to find me somewhere to play, find somewhere to play me. Well, you weren't going nowhere. Uh, you yeah. weren't going nowhere. You don't even try. They didn't leave Nebraska. I'm not, I'm not a backup player, dude. I'm not I'm not well, that type of player. You would have been a backup in 94 well, and 93. You came out in 93 or 94? I came out in 93. Yeah, 93, 94, you'd have been a backup. Well, you know, like I say, made, made the best man wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, One I, thing for I, sure, I, you came in with a storm in 95. Yeah, so I, I, I would have came in the same way in 93 or 94, you know. It just, I, I don't know. It just, it, I just play my game, you know. I, I don't worry about nobody else. I just yeah. play my game. Right. So, But, but I mean, the road would have been a lot harder had you not been playing those games because you was getting the game, game experience. Blocking punts, blocking field goals, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, if you come in as a freshman, you're not going to be as schooled as a veteran like you were when you came and you were able to not only play at Nebraska, but to start at Nebraska and be a guy that if you take some of your plays away, do we, is it the same game? Now, could we still win? Yeah, but will it be the same game? Will you guys be that dominant? Take some of your plays away that you made that everybody's like, how in the heck did he do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? Who who gave him the playbook? I used to wonder that. Did you know the playbook, or are you just out there freelancing? Which one? I just know my position. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, I know how to. I, I mastered the wheel position. Oh, who you got? Hmm. Let me get back to this. So, Bach, that's revisionist history. Frost was a no-brain hire. Everyone agreed. It just didn't work. It didn't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. I, I, Riley was uh, kind of a questionable call, but, but Frost was a good was a good hire. It was a good it looked hire. Looked like a good hire. If, if if we had done, if we had put some option in his offense, <clears throat> right, more option in his offense, if we had got on the center, maybe kept one fullback, right. Don't don't destroy the things that made us us that still work today. Do you um do you think before you know? I kind of thought before Riley got hired that they was going to get Scott Dan. But do you think he would have been better than eight years ago? Or no, I don't know if he. I don't think he was ready eight years ago. I, I think at the end of the day, we should have. If you're going to do anything, you, you retain Solis the whole time. If not, then who went on to Ohio? I mean, if right. he if he was able to go to Ohio, what? Why wasn't he able just to stay at Nebraska? You know what I mean? But then you go there, you have him fire people, right? And on a winning staff. Oh, wasn't yeah. a losing staff. He fired tenor guys, guys that have been around for 20, 30 years. You know, and I really truly think that if Turner Gill was offensive coordinator, he might have still been there. Because I, mean, I know Soich is a great mind, but I think he was so great at running backs that running backs were still good, but they, were, they weren't great mm -hmm. during that time when, when, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, there was a drop-off just because of how good he was. And so I don't know what happened at Ohio, but I do know he was successful. Oh, yeah. Okay. He built a team at Ohio, and nobody gave him a chance to win, and he won games. And he went to bowl. I want to know that. That How many bowl games did he go to? More often than not. I'll look it up. Many, no, so All-time Mac. 
How many bowl games did he go to? Wins? Think about that. Frank Solich. And we we fired him. So then you go to, to Callahan, who totally tur- turned everything upside down, right? Right side up. And then you go from Callahan to uh, Bo Pelini, who, if you're going to do anything, you probably should have left Bo Pelini in place. Yeah. Right? You made him the interim. They played well. He pl- They played for him. So why even just keep him in, in place? We didn't. We did a big old search firm, right? And we went out and got Callahan, who was the next uh, uh, allegedly available. But if we go back and we look at Callahan, what did he do to the team that he took to the Super Bowl? You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. He inherited John Gruden's team. Yep. Okay. Now, what did he do when he got to the Super Bowl that he didn't do the entire year? You know what he did? He passed the ball. He didn't even run it. They've been running. It was a snow game. And then we want to throw it all around over the yard. Anyway, we got AJ? Yep. AJ, you're on the captain. The ticket. What say you? Hey, guys, going back to Dr. Tom's uh, time frame, and it was right after he retired, he wrote a couple books about his experience here in Nebraska. And one of the things that caught my uh, eye was that uh, he talked about how he had his position coaches, to include himself, write mission statements prior to the season. And then after each game, if they uh, revisited the mission statements, okay, after each game to make sure that they were on par and they were on track for that they're making everything happen that they uh, said that they wanted to. Were you guys aware of that? Did, did those mission statements trickle down to you guys also? I, I just think by coaches, we had our goals that we needed to write down, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to accomplish for the season. But, I, I mean, at the, at, if you really look at it, that was the mission statement. You know, what we wanted okay. to accomplish, what we wanted to do. But it wasn't set a mission statement. I think he's talking about the weekly mission statements. Like, we'll have uh, Vince Lombardi, little quotes. And then the that next week, the next week, Mr. Farley. The next week we'll have Mike Singletary or, or a different quote for each week. Right. But, no, he's saying that, that, that the, right, and, and correct me, AJ, if I'm wrong, you're saying that coaches used to have to write a mission statement before the season start on what they wanted to get done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Tom wrote it in one of his books that I read after he retired. He was specifically talked about that, and he would have the position coaches come up with the mission statement, and then after each game, uh, when they would have the meeting, they would revisit it. So mm. I was just curious if that had trickled down to you guys also. No, I think I think it did trickle down, but it trickled down in the form of goals, and it trickled down in the form of getting graded. Because after every game, you would get a grade. And then that would be, you know, what you did, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you would think even though we blew people out, all of us would be getting 2.0s and great grades. No, there lot, some of us were getting like one point, you know what I'm saying, which is you got 50% of the things that you did wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Bob. DJ Bach, y'all. There we go. DJ Bach, Hovind. <laughs> DJ Bach. Hey, we're going to get to your text. I promise we're going to get to your text. But I like that, though, you know. I like the fact that we are uh, – kind of talking about the things that we need to talk about man it's tough talk tuesday anyway wingstop www.wingstop.com get over there to one of our three locations ask him about the what for chicken sandwich it's the captain i'm with the black shirt i'm with coven on the ticket 93.7 dj coven